Good morning, and welcome to the Presbyterian Church on Edisto Island. We're uh, filled with joy to have all of you here with us today. Before we begin worship, I have a few announcements. We love to welcome visitors, especially first-time visitors. For those of you who are with us for the first time, if you would please raise your hands. We have a small gift to remember us by and also to share a little bit more about our church for you. If you raise your hands, first-time visitors, awesome. They're coming. Keep your hands up. <laughs> Thank you. Should you need it, there is a restroom located under the stairwell in this back corner of the church. There are friendship registers in each pew that let us know of your presence this morning. Please sign and pass along to your neighbors. And if you're visiting today, you, there's a place for you to add your contact information in the friendship register so that we'll be able to get in touch with you. The nursery is over in the ministry center and welcomes children age six and under at any time during the service, and the ministry center is located over here. The, the beautiful flowers today are given to the glory of God by Frank and Sally Brown with love and, and in memory of Jane Epps Brown DeWitt and Kathleen Myers Banner. Today is Consecration Sunday, so during the service, you'll be asked to bring up your pledge cards. If you, so if you did not receive a pledge card in the mail, our ushers have additional pledge cards and we'll be happy to bring you one right now. So if you did not receive your pledge card in the mail, again, please raise your hand and the ushers will deliver those to you. The coordinating team of the Presbyterian women will meet, will meet tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock at um, my house. And the preschool committee will meet Tuesday at 5.30. Join the story journey next Sunday. This is a special fifth Sunday opportunity for children and adults. The program will begin at 9 a.m. with breakfast followed by a story and activity. Come as you are and join the relaxed atmosphere of community, learning, and fun. To clarify, this is in addition to current adult classes. Grapevine and Covenant will still meet, but it takes the place of children's Sunday school. All are welcome to this intergenerational opportunity. Please check your bulletin and the flash email for more information on upcoming meetings and events. And now let us attune our hearts to worship as we hear the play, prelude.
Look unto me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else, there is none else, for I am God, and there is none else, arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee, dismayed for I am thy God I will strengthen thee I will help thee I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness We sure are grateful to have Lisa back. Thank you, Lisa. Please stand and join me in the call to worship that's printed in your bulletin. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Let us then rise up to worship the Lord in gladness. Please bow for the opening prayer. Holy God, you called Abraham to rise up and go from his home to a new place you would show him, where his life would be abundant and full of blessing. You called the prophets to rise up to share with your people stories of your judgment and mercy. You called the shepherds in the field to rise up and tell of the good news of Christ's birth whose life brings abundance and blessings to all, whose death means an end to judgment through the forgiveness of sins. And you called Christ to rise up from the grave, sharing new life with us. Now, Lord, you call us all to rise up. Our light has come and our day is here. Help us in our worship and living to obey your call. Amen. Let us remain standing as we sing hymn 140, oh, excuse me, 411, Arise, Your Light is Come, which is printed in your bulletin. Mm -hmm. 
Please be seated. We know that whatever good we have done, that good is nothing compared to the righteousness of Christ. But also, whatever wrong we may have done is nothing compared to the grace of God through Christ. So with faith in Christ's righteousness and confidence in God's grace, we are bold to pray now together as we confess our sin. God of glory, we grow comfortable with the way things are in our lives, in the church, in the world. We do not always welcome the new life you offer in Christ. You ask us to rise to the light of our Savior. Instead, we find ways to dismiss our call. You ask us to rise to help and share with others. Instead, we want to control our own assets and keep the gifts you give us to ourselves. You ask us to rise, mount up with wings like eagles as we serve you. Instead, we complain we are too weary. Surely another must serve in our place. Forgive us, we pray, and call us again. Help us to forget what lies behind and strain forward to what lies ahead. Help us to rise up. We pray now in silence. Amen. Please stand for our assurance of pardon. Our salvation does not depend on anything we have done, but comes from the grace of God alone through faith in Jesus Christ. This is the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. may be seated. Please bow for the prayer for illumination. God of all wisdom, give us your word and send up your spirit so that we may know Christ. Amen. Our Old Testament reading today is from the book of Isaiah, 
chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'd like to invite children to come forward for our time together. Good morning. Okay, I have a bit of a challenge for you this morning. I would like for all four of you to come right here and get in a line beside me, in front of me, get in a straight line in front of me, okay? And now I want you to sit down on your bottom. All right, here's the challenge. I'm going to stand all the way over here and without rising up off of your bottom i would like to see who can get to me first <laughs> without rising up on your mark get set go <laughs> all right we got one we got some stragglers all right excellent high fives everyone all right now let's try that High five, Jake. Awesome. All right. Line up in a line. Face me again. Find your bottom. Find your bottom. Find your bottom. Get in a line. All right. Now I'm going to go on this end. Now this time the rules are a little different. This time you can rise up. And let's see who can get to me the quickest. If you're, find your bottom. All right. Get in a straight line. No advantages. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. <laughs> okay, good job. Oh, very good job. Okay, thank you. You can have a seat on your bench. Very good. I'm not sure who won that one, but you all pretty quick. So here's my question. Oh, not that bench, this bench. We're not done. Got to get the lesson. Um, so which way was faster? On the bottom or rising up? Rising up. Rising up. Did you expect that to be true? Was it easier or harder when you were on your bottoms? Kind of easier. Do you think it was harder? What do you think? Harder, right. Um, so it was easier. If it was harder on your bottom, then it was maybe easier when you got up on your feet to come, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Starting on your bottom, it took it was kind of hard to get up on your feet, right? It took some extra effort. I think that's a really good point. So today's service, our theme is Rise Up. 
And in the scripture that you just heard, it says that those who wait on the Lord, which is a fancy way of saying those who trust in God, it says they will rise up, they will mount up as if they had wings like eagles and they will soar. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, more about that in today's service. Um, life is not always easy. Sometimes it feels like we're kind of dragging along on our bottoms, right? But God doesn't want that for us. God wants to, us, us to rise up, but that's going to take a little effort first. It means we've got to get up, and that's going to take a willingness and a commitment to do it. And we're talking about all those things today with stewardship. But when we rise up, we have more opportunities to get to the goal where God is leading us. And that's what our, our letter to the Philippians is going to talk a little bit about. If you stay in worship and listen to the next reading, Paul's going to say, we've got a goal. God is pointing us somewhere. And it's a lot better for us to rise up and get there together than it is to kind of drudge along on our bottoms take the slow route, right? So I know, uh, Tripp and Jake, if you're anything like my boys, they like to do things fast and furiously. So it's a lot better for us to rise up. But we're going to see if we can rise up together as a congregation this coming year. Rise up and do all those wonderful things that God is calling us to do and be as a church. So can you remember that this week? And, and as we make our pledges later today, that we're called to rise up. Okay? Let's have a prayer. Dear God, we are so thankful today for the opportunity to gather again with our church friends and meet new people here among us. You have called us to do wonderful things in your name, and we ask that you help us to rise up and move forward in that direction. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, now you can return to your pews. Thank you very much, boys.
Let us hear now God's word to us from the book of Philippians, starting in chapter 3, verse 10. Paul says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining toward what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which Jesus has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as our treasurer Sam likes to say, this is everyone's favorite time of year. It's stewardship season. Go ahead, get your groan out now. Because, yes, we have come around to another year, another ask, and no matter how we dress it up or what theme we attach to it, stewardship is ultimately about making commitments that either enhance or encumber our relationship with God and with one another. But we also know from coming around to this year after year back to stewardship season that there is a lot more to stewardship than the pledge card I'm sure you've already found stuffed in your bulletin this morning. You see, from the beginning, God calls us to be stewards, caretakers of creation, inviting us to participate in his dominion concerning the birds of the air or the fish of the sea or even the beasts of the earth. In fact, Go back to Genesis and read again. This is our primary calling. Because when God decided to create humankind in God's image, it was done with the specific intention that we would exercise this role. It's right there in Genesis chapter 1. So stewardship is really not something that we do. It's who we are. Stewards are who we were created to be. Now, I know you've heard the phrase, absolute power corrupts absolutely. History proves this true time and again. And so we acknowledge that we don't have power or ownership over this air or sea or land or anything in it or on it. That privilege belongs solely to God. Rather, we share together in its guardianship so that all may go well with you, so that all may go well with me, and all may go well with every living creature that habits, inhabits this world. That's the goal, right? However, power corrupts our efforts as we struggle to control rather than to steward the earth. And the power struggle that seems to corrupt maybe more than any others, let's be honest, it's our struggle over 
money. You know, before money, people just bartered and they shared goods. But it wasn't too long before humankind, in its stewardship, sought to create a system that more easily allowed them to trade. The first currency is thought to have been used all the way back in ancient Mesopotamia, over 5,000 years ago. You know from history that this is the birthplace of civilization, and with this new style of living in community came money, at least in a very simplistic form. However, it wasn't until closer to 650 BC that gold or silver stamped coins were circulated, and those first coins were used to pay hired armies. So modern coinage, as we know it, is directly related to building and keeping a military. Now that's a sermon for another day, but it's interesting to think about. By the time of Jesus, money was the law of the land. People then, as today, were just as concerned about wages, low wages, the wealthy getting wealthier, They were concerned about taxes and how directed monies expressed our loyalties. You've heard me say before that Jesus tells more parables and offers more statements about money and stewardship than any other subject. And his statement that particularly sticks with me is in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. He says this when speaking about storing up our own monies and goods. And I think Jesus is pretty accurate here. I mean, I wouldn't question Jesus's authority, but when he says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, I think he's onto something right. You know, you can look at anyone's bank statement and get a pretty clear idea of what they value, what they support, and maybe even what they love. Jesus knew that this primary purpose that we have to be stewards, well, it would be challenging. Render to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's, right? We have to have these reinforcements constantly because Jesus knew that money or possessions would or had already become a rival God for humankind. And though we bear the likeness of our creator, money and possessions would demand our allegiance in place of our creator and maybe even encourage us to strive for ourselves our own comforts, if not pleasures, while we neglect our ultimate call as stewards. Now, all of these are good things to consider during stewardship season, and I'm sure many of you have already pondered your own allegiances as you've prepared your pledge card for this year. However, the question that I am most interested in today Would you rather be a bird or a fish? Would you rather be a bird or a fish? 
Now, bear with me for a moment. I knew you all came expecting to hear a classic stewardship sermon. And stewardship season is a lot about money and checkbooks and pledge cards, to be sure. And yes, Jesus cares deeply about how we use or misuse money in society. And we should, should consider that. But remember that first call, primary purpose in our lives is to stewardship. And that has to do with the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and creatures and plants and ultimately who we are created to be. So would you rather be a bird or a fish? (laughs) In a survey of elementary children asking if they'd rather be a bird in the air or a fish in the sea, there was an overwhelmingly outcome in this vote. Contrary to our young disciple this morning, it was to be a bird in the air. Would you have expected that? I can see why. I mean, just this weekend, I had the wonderful opportunity to go out to the Birds of Prey Center up in Allendale. Their flight demonstration with birds, we saw hawks and owls and kites and even a vulture. It was impressive to see these animals fly up close, to watch them glide effortlessly, to soar. Well, it inspired awe. I looked around at all of us gathered, and we were just all waiting to see these magnificent creatures in flight. How could you not want to try that? Soaring to heights, which must provide amazing views. Now, I can imagine when you're high above the earth and everything down here looks smaller that maybe even the cares of the world, my concerns might feel a little less significant. My brother once had a roommate who was a glider pilot out in Albuquerque, and I was always so impressed with what he did. He said that when he would fly over the mountains and hit the thermals that took him soaring higher and higher into the sky, Well, he felt free, unencumbered, and weightless. Now, I can also understand for those of you that are afraid of heights, this might be your nightmare. But I think in general, we think of birds being free and uninhibited, where fish are literally always burdened by the weight of the water around them. I mean, think even about being here when we watch out in our creeks and we see the dolphins start to breach. When it happens, we, we gather everyone's attention. Look, watch. And we almost will it to jump up out of the water again, like it's flying. There's something about that sense of soaring. Who are we created to be? Isaiah says that those who trust in the Lord, well, they will soar 
like eagles. The NRSV version that we read says, mount up with wings like eagles, but here I prefer the New English translation. It says that the people who trust in the Lord will rise up as an eagle in the sky. When we trust in the Lord, we rise up and we see the world connected all together as God intended it to be. We see the bigger picture. We see the larger view. And we are created to be stewards of all of this. And we rise up to see this calling in full view from the birds of the air to the fish of the sea, from our wallets and our pocketbooks to our loyalties and our loves. When we trust in God, God does renew our strength and give us what we need to participate in God's stewardship and to proclaim the good news to all parts of the earth to which we can soar. This coming year, we hope to rise up and soar to many places together, sharing the love that we have received. And yes, we know that that's going to take some effort on our part. Again, watching the birds this weekend in Allendaw, I could see how there was no hesitation, that as soon as they started from their perch and leapt into the air, they were committed to it, and understandably so, because if they decided mid-flight that they were no longer committed to flying, well, I would imagine they would come crashing down. I recently saw a statement that proclaimed there's a difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in something, you do it when it's convenient. And when you're committed, there are no excuses. I might add that when you're committed, there's no opportunity to come crashing down. Remember, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And we so often assume that treasure here is equivalent to money. Yet treasure, I think, can be so much more. Treasure is really anything that we value. So yes, it can be money, but it can also be any other expression of what we decide is worthy of our time, our attention, or our care. It can even be time itself. I think in the same way that we can look at a bank statement and indicate what we value, we can also review how we spend our time. And when you're committed to something, there are no excuses, and our calendars will speak as clearly as our bank statements. In our New Testament text today, Paul says it this way. He says, forgetting what is behind. I never saw those birds look back when they were flying. He says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on to the goal. 
because there are no excuses. God, through Christ, is calling us heavenward, says Paul. And yes, so we rise up like an eagle in the sky, not to do the work of the church or even do the work of stewardship, but we rise up to be stewards. And Paul reminds us that we can do this through Christ because as he points out, we share in Christ's power of his resurrection. Jesus rose from the dead so that we can be renewed through him and rise above anything and everything that weighs us down and keeps us from being fully who we were created to be. So the theme that we share for stewardship this year, rise up, well, it has a lot of meaning. It's not just a fancy way to dress up stewardship season. By committing our time and talent and treasure, we rise up like an eagle in the sky, renewed by the strength of the very one who calls us to be who we are, stewards. And we don't let that past weigh us down or the weight of the current world stunt us. No, we rise up and strive onward, heavenward, as Jesus calls us to be a part of his ministry. And in the song that you'll hear in just a few minutes suggests, we'll have to do this, we'll have to rise up again and again, maybe a thousand times. We'll rise up each time we get off track. We'll rise up each time our money or possessions again demand our loyalty. We'll rise up and remember that in this commitment there are no excuses. And we'll rise up and we'll place our trust in God because in doing so, we are being true to who we are. In closing, I asked you to ponder some questions that was sent in a letter that you might have received earlier this season, earlier in October. I asked you to consider these questions. Can I rise up to commit to joy-filled worship at PCEI? Can I rise up to commit to opportunities here that lead me to follow Jesus more faithfully? Can I rise up to commit to caring passionately for the people in my community and world as I give of my time and talents and treasures? Can I rise up to make a financial pledge for our shared ministry together? Can I rise up to commit to the hope that we share in Christ who calls us forward? You'll see these questions again today, but hopefully no longer in the form of a question. But I have one more question as we conclude this time together. Can I rise up 
and soar like an eagle to be the steward that God has created me to be. May it be so. Amen. In this next moment, we do have the opportunity to bring forward our pledge cards and time and talent forms as we answer these questions. And it is with our commitments that we press on heavenward. It is in this commitment that we place our trust in God who promises to renew us and to keep us soaring. We rise up not for ourselves, but because of who we are, stewards who are committed to care for the earth and all that is in it, stewards who love and serve neighbors in the name of Jesus Christ, stewards who demonstrate to all what it is that we love and how it is that that love can be lived through Christ today. So in just a moment, I invite you to make your way forward if you would like to and place your commitments in the baskets on the communion table. And if you're not ready to do that today, if you still need time to think about and ponder these questions, you certainly have opportunities later to make your commitments either online or you can download the information in our flash any week. As the choir rises to sing together, let us rise up. Broken down and tired of living life on a merry-go-round. And you can't find the fighter, but I see it in you, so all we're gonna walk it out. Move mountains, we're gonna walk it out. And I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day, I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid, I'll rise up, and I'll do it a thousand times again. And I'll rise up, high like the waves, rise up, in spite of the again for you Feet. Move 
mountains, bringing it to its feet and move mountains. And I'll rise up, rise like the day, rise up. I'll rise unafraid, I'll rise up. And I'll do it a thousand times again. For you, for you, for you, you, all we need, all we need is hope, and for that we have each other, and for that we have each other. Together, let us rise up as we affirm our commitment and consecrate our gifts. Together, we say, God loved the world into being, establishing the sun to rise each morning, bringing new mercies each day. God loved us into being, breathing life into us, calling us to stand and represent God's hands and feet on this earth. God loves us still, sending us his son when we were unable to stand for ourselves. Christ accepted our judgment, took on our sin, so that we can rise up in new life through him. In response to the love of God, and called through the voice of Christ, we promise to rise up to commit to joy-filled worship at PCEI. Rise up to commit to opportunities here at PCEI that lead us to follow Jesus faithfully. Rise up to commit to caring passionately for the people in our midst, in our community and world as we give of our time and talents. 
rise up as we offer our financial pledge for our shared ministry in 2023 and to rise up to commit to the hope we share in Christ who calls us forward. We do not do this alone, but we do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. You may be seated. Let us join now in prayer. God of grace, through the many generations of your children, you have called us to rise up and follow you. We honor those who have come before us. Abraham, who set out to an unknown place. Noah, who sailed an uneasy sea. Moses, who led a weary people. And the many, many others throughout the story of faith that we know and love. Just as you nurtured and encouraged them, be present to strengthen our desire to follow you and do your will. Focus our path so that we can press on steadily under your direction. In this season, we have committed ourselves once again to you, but we know that we'll need to make this promise again and again as our steps may falter or when we forget and treat this calling as an interest rather than a commitment. Remind us that through our times and talents and treasures, people are depending on us and on the ministries that we provide. So we ask that you lay your special hand of blessing upon all that to which we strive this coming year together. The work of love and nurture as we reach out to, to our neighbors through the food pantry, Good Samaritan Clinic, Hands of Christ, and so many other of our missions. The work of Christian education as we share your word through Bible study and discipleship, Sunday school, vacation Bible school, and other seasonal gatherings. The work of worship as we ground ourselves turning first to you with our lives, centering ourselves on your word. The work of outreach as we welcome newcomers and look to where we can share news of your love among our neighborhoods. The work of fellowship in Christ's name. And the work of stewardship as we care for all that has been entrusted to us from our staff and volunteers to our buildings and grounds. We pray your special blessing upon all of these as we strive toward the goals that you have placed before us. Bend your ear, O God of love, to us as we pray not only for ourselves and our ministries, but also for people everywhere. We pray for those suffering the aftermath of natural or human-made disasters. We pray for those who are exhausted, those struggling to pay bills or put food on the table, those overwhelmed by suffering and in need of a lighter load. We pray for those living in war zones, for the people of Ukraine and the women of Iran, people desperate for justice and peace. We pray for leaders, administrators, decision makers who cannot 
and will not please everyone, yet still strive to do what is just and right. We pray for this nation's leaders. May they uphold those in need, defend the oppressed, and resist the idols of money and power. We pray for our disputes to end and for people to work together as our nation focuses on peace. We pray for those who are ill and their caregivers. We pray for children. We pray for the lost or the forsaken. Finally, O oh, oh God, mold us for your service so that we can be the answer to the prayers that we just prayed according to your word and inspired by the one who calls us to rise up, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Straining forward, we do look to what lies ahead. Let us then support the work of our weekly ministry today and in the days to come as we offer ourselves to God with our morning's offering.
Holy God, these offerings are only but a portion of what you have given to us. We gratefully present these gifts and entrust them to your work in this world. May our gifts share the good news of the gospel to those who are in need. May these gifts help unburden those with the heaviest of loads. We pray this through the name of Christ. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 428 and can be found in your hymnal or printed in your bulletin. Let us sing to the glory of God. We give thee but thine own. Beloved, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, press on to the goal. May we rise up. And as we do, we know we are with the blessed union of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen. <laughs>